0: On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, we'll be joined by the draft mavens, Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay themselves, who will tell us who won the draft, who is ahead for the 2019 draft, the best quarterback for that draft. Plus, we'll be joined by the Bengals' seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver, A.J. Green. But first, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Thank you, men, for joining me today. I appreciate that. And let me see if you feel the same way. But... I say the end of the Super Bowl is sort of like finishing finals in college during the winter term. And then finishing the NFL draft is sort of like finishing finals in college at the end of the year where you know your summer break is upon you. Appropriate analogy or not?
1: Absolutely. It's, it's a perfect <laughs> analogy. I mean, I, yeah, when the season's over, I'm, I sit there and talk to guys like Greasy, who I work with and, and Herbie and, all those guys and they're talking about going on vacation and where where their plans are and seeing their family and I'm like, yep oh, I'm just I'm not even a quarter of the way up the mountain. But now I mean, tonight when I get in that car, eighty four <laughs> to ninety <laughs> east, I am a new man. The tunes are on, the windows are down, life is good. <laughs> How you feeling, Mel? I'm
2: feeling actually okay. Yeah, you know, My leg was really bothering me the two weeks leading up to the draft, which it always does. I think a lot of it's stress related, but you know, at the end of the day, Adam, you know, it, it got through. It somehow, I think adrenaline and being, you know, you get going and you're keyed up. And I got McShay getting the jabs and the <laughs> it's like a sparring partner here to keep me going. And, and it really does help because I think, you, you know, having Todd to have that opinion and, and it, you know, you get, we get into our, our, uh, our differences and we move on and, it's fun. So I think, the you know, you can overcome a lot with the focus. I think, you know, when you're sitting, yeah, you know, even when you're just doing things that are just on a daily basis, like watching a game, watching a play, but when you're actually out there at the draft and yeah. you, are, you have to be so focused on what you don't think about anything, nothing, there's nothing, your mind yeah. never wanders because you have to be really focused on what you're doing. You forget about any obstacles or any problems you may have or any pain you may have. So it's amazing. Lauren and Kim asked me yesterday, how's your leg feel? I didn't realize that was any problem. Fine, fine. You because know, you don't even worry about it. It's like your mind. It's more a lot of it is mind over matter. I didn't matter. Even
1: realize it. I didn't talk. I didn't talk to my wife in three days. <laughs> she knows she was cool, but she knows. I mean, that's really? that's the deal. Yeah, she was cool about it.
2: Wow. Yeah,
1: so I made, made sure. a couple
2: quick texts back yeah. and forth, but that's really? it. I made sure every night. Yeah, I checked in, and that's the first thing they would say is, you know are you right. getting through right. i think that was more out of you better call me let me know you're okay right, so right, right, right. you're 40 i'm gonna be 60 you know, pretty, so that's a big difference in ages here adam you know right. i got i got a wife and daughter to keep wondering uh how i'm doing
0: you yeah, know well, you that, got 20 years
1: left no
2: you know it's funny
0: after a big event like that or for me during free agency when you're tied up for a few days mm-hmm. and you're out of touch with the outside world yesterday i get on the plane and i get the new york times mobile app on my iphone and i start sifting through the headlines and i'm like Wow, they caught this murderer in the Golden State area that committed all these crimes, and wow, Bill Cosby was found guilty uh, on a, on a retrial. Wow, like all these things that you have completely blocked out the outside world come to light after a draft or after a week of free agency. You don't realize these things, and so I'm glad finally that Todd is speaking back on speaking terms with his wife. That's a good thing. <laughs> it is a good thing. <laughs> it's, it's it's very nice. All right, so let's get to the winners here. Uh-huh each give me a winner in this draft, a team that you think had an exceptional draft. Todd, why don't you start us out there?
1: Well, I don't want to over overly simplify it, yep. but one team is the New York Jets, and it's simply because, the, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the draft fell to them at number 3, and if you would ask Jets fans six weeks ago, you know, what are your chances of getting Sam Darnold, it's like 2%. Then they moved up to three and, and the odds went up, but it still was less than 50-50 that they were going to get Sam Darnold because we all thought there was a really good chance he could go number one. And there was speculation that if he didn't go number one, we had talked about, mm-hmm. what if it's Josh Allen before we knew about Baker Mayfield being a possibility? What if it's Josh Allen? Then the Giants. There was talk about, clearly wasn't the case, or maybe they just decided it was Barkley over Darnold, but ultimately there was talk about them taking him at, d- at two if he didn't go one. So to have him fall at three, mm. uh, they just, I, and this is an organization. The Browns have been miserable at quarterback, and the Jets have probably been second most miserable at quarterback <laughs> in the last couple decades, and now they've got their guy to build around. You gotta have a lot of excitement. There were other teams that managed the draft better, like the Ravens, Uh, the Patriots did a great job managing the draft. Denver got a a big break with, uh, Bradley Chubb falling to them at five and they got some other really good players around the quarterback position. But I think when you look at this organ, when you look at this league and how important it is to have a quarterback, I think this is going to be a huge turning point in the Jets organization when we look back five years from now. And
0: a couple of things there, Todd. Number one, the AFC East for the future is wide open. Tom Brady's going to play another year or two, three, maybe, I mean, not, very much longer. So the Buffalo Bills get Josh Allen, the Jets get Sam Darnold, the Miami Dolphins have Ryan Tannehill, and we don't know how that's going to work out. But there's a real window to take advantage in that division and really set yourself up for the future. The other thing is, you were talking about the Jets trading up, and I remember when they made that trade back in March. Mm -hmm. My initial thinking was, that they went up there thinking that Sam Darnold would be gone in the first two picks. And worst case, Sam Darnold and Josh Allen would be gone in the first two picks, leaving them a choice of either Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen, who I never felt was overly in play but suddenly came into focus towards the end. That, to me, the way it worked out, was the best-case scenario for the New York Jets, to your point, you never would have imagined no. that arguably the number one quarterback in the draft, depending on who's viewing it, would fall to their spot when they traded up. They were hoping to have the choice of one or two of those guys. And they had their choice basically of the guy that I think that they would have taken if they had the number one pick in the draft. Mel, who is the winner to you in this draft? Well,
2: I think the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, and that's if you like Josh Allen. If you don't, you don't feel the Bills did as well. But I think the target Allen the target, Tremaine Edmonds, they get Harrison Phillips, couple corners, and Wyatt Teller, the guard from Virginia Tech's not a bad player. But I think when you look at what Buffalo did, they didn't lose anything for next year. They still maintained all their draft picks for next season in the moves they made at them. And I think when you look at, to go back to the Giants, I think they were a winner. Because, you know, Dave Gettleman said, hey, my guy's got to be wearing a gold jacket. Mm-hmm. The quarterbacks all had flaws, and it came to light even more so on draft day when you talk about, you know, Josh Allen in the tweets, and you think about Josh Rosen in the injuries, you think about, you know, Sam Darnold in the bad year, the the, the the down year, I should say, from what we expected. And on all the issues with the various quarterbacks, and then think about where, where the New England Patriots are right now. I think you could make a, a strong argument, Adam, that the New England Patriots did the best of anybody. Mm. When you look at what they have for next year, a 2019 second round pick coming from Chicago, 2019 third round pick coming from Detroit, adding Isaiah Wynn, who was an outstanding player all year in the senior ball practices, he was lights out. Sony Michelle, Duke Dawson with, a, with better slot corners out there, and then late, Braxton Berrios, we said it all day, is Danny Amendola. He steps right into that role. Uh, Ryan Izzo is a tight end. I think can make that team, as can Christian Sam, the linebacker from Arizona State, and Jawan Bentley from Purdue. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, about four or five, six, I'd say seven of the nine make the team, and seven of the nine contribute to the team, and they're set up for next year. Now, granted, they lost Rashawn Evans. You know, Tennessee moved up and got him ahead of the New England Patriots. The Patriots weren't taking him, Mel. No, they weren't? No, nope, they were not. Oh, interesting. okay. Interesting. Okay, but they also fortified for next year their minor league system, and they got gave up the third for Trenton Brown, but by this, you talk about the minor league in baseball. It's like you know making sure that you're a triple A. Re- Everything in baseball has to be set up through your minor league system, and I think New England got away from that. They're back to it now. They had a good draft this year. Now with a one, two twos, and two threes, Adam, they're set up for next year. Yeah.
0: just to clean up on that Rashawn Evans point, I thought the same thing. And on Friday morning, I spoke to somebody in the organization. I go disappointment that you guys didn't get Rashawn Evans. Like, no, that wasn't the guy we were going for. I know people think that's who we were going for, but that wasn't who we were going for. And I think that they were eyeing the quarterback Etling from LSU early on, and they waited around and got him. And I think that they think that
2: surprised. That, me. That's one I don't. I don't know what they saw.
0: They um, um, let me say this to you. I heard that name before the draft as the guy that they would be taking later on if you were hmm. free. <laughs> so. And sure enough, I turned to Mort, I said, watch this, Etling, LSU. Bam, Etling, LSU. And I'm not telling you that he's going to be the guy there uh, that, that he's they going to be. They see something
1: the, in him, though. That,
0: well, they see something in him to keep him around and to develop him and that he's got a chance. And we'll see what happens yeah. from that. You're not taking a guy at that spot thinking, boy, you've got the successor to Tom Brady. I think that's where the extra second-round pick from – The Bears and the extra third-round pick from the Lions come in because now you've given yourself ammunition for the 2019 draft, which isn't supposed to be a great quarterback draft, but it gives you the chance to move up there. So let me ask you that question. There have been people who have talked about the quarterbacks, and I remember when the Eagles traded up, one of the things that they felt like they had done was research quarterback classes in the future if you could even do that. And one of the reasons they were so aggressive that year to get up to Cleveland spot at number two to go trade for Carson Wentz was because they didn't see a lot of great quarterback depth coming up in the quarterback classes beyond that year. What does the quarterback class right now, and it could change, look like for
1: 2019? You take this, Mo. You're, okay. uh, you're, you're yeah. all over 2019. Yeah, 2019, I, I mean, Drew Locke from
2: Missouri right <laughs> now would be in the top five to 10. Those quarterbacks is always good pushed up, and I had a high ranking NFL front office executive, when I was talking to him this year during the season, said, hey, you know who has the best arm in college football? I said, Josh Allen? No, Drew Locke. (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. Drew Locke, Missouri. Keep an eye out for him in the top ten. And also – Jarrett Stidham at Auburn, yep, and also Justin Herbert at Oregon would be three. Then if we get Will at, Greer. Will Greer is okay He's from West Virginia. You, know, you think about Ryan Finley, the Boise State, the NC State yeah, transfer, like uh, and then also if you want to go to another one, Clayton Thorson at Northwestern uh, has a chance. Brian Lewerke had a good year at Michigan State. Uh, you know, we'll see. There's a lot of quarterback, but as say.
1: it stands right now, I think I think Locke is probably he looks to me, and I again. Adam, just to be clear, yeah, uh, we've watched games. I haven't sat down and studied their tape and, and really. Don't I understand dive we're, into we're, it. we're so, early. We're very so I could early. Go, I could go three weeks from now and, and start doing his evaluation and shoot you a text and say, "Hey, what I, what I said about Locke?" Uh. Uh-uh. So <laughs> okay. So
0: but, what do you? What, what's your early thought there, Todd? Because I have something I'm going to add about Drew Locke in a moment after you give me
1: yours. I think he has a big arm. I think he has potential. I think you know what the system they run and how does he learn and those sorts of things we have to find out about. But to me, just watching him on in games you know, during the season, I, I think that there's clearly a lot of tools there. I think Stidham, I've, I've done more games of Stidham, and I think he has a lot of tools to work with. But I'm not sure I want, I mean, I don't know that there's a true like top 10 quarterback in next year's class right now. I think Locke is the closest. Somebody's going to get forced up there. I, no, I know that. I'm saying if a true grade. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen one. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be actually... Unless some guys really emerge, it's going to be a real letdown compared to this year's Yeah, Outside one. of Drew Locke. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's funny you should say that because the great Joey Roberts, who we had a big send-off to on air, who Mort brought along as an intern for him yep. 10 years ago, and he was invaluable mm-hmm. for all he has done yes, at ESPN and all the ways that he helped all of us mm-hmm. behind the scenes very quietly. He works with the Elite 11 camp and he knows these quarterbacks from the time they're in high school to the time they finish up in college, and he's got a great relationship with a lot of these quarterbacks. And I said to him on Saturday, who's the guy, the quarterback that you like for next year? And we went through the list of guys, and he went right away to Drew Luck and he said, that's the guy right now. Now, look, we've got a year ahead of us, and a lot of things will change, and we've seen quarterbacks go into a particular season with a high grade only to see them falter and struggle and fall down the board. But going in today... It seems to me like Drew Locke would be the number one candidate. Okay, so if it's not a quarterback draft class next year. That's very strong. My understanding is the strength of the draft next year is defensive line. Yes. No question. What about the group next year makes this such an extraordinary class, supposedly extraordinary, at the defensive line position for 2019?
1: Well, We've got another Bosa, for starters. We saw what Joey's done with mm-hmm. the Chargers, and, and now Nick is coming up, and I'm not saying he's quite as good yet. But he, he ain't far off, Adam. I mean, he's he's pretty good. It, it was tough to focus on on uh, Jalen Holmes and Tyquan Lewis Sam and, and Sam Hubbard this year when when the other guy was making a ton of plays. So he he is a special player. Um, the Clemson defensive line, Cleveland Farrell. They've got two defensive tackles. I, they could have four guys drafted, maybe two first rounders out of that group from Clemson next year, and, and we got a, a heck of a defensive tackle, maybe the first overall pick coming out of Houston. Mel
2: Ed Oliver uh, is a kid out of Houston who, from day one as a freshman, looked like a stud. If he can just, he would have like been a did. top ten pick oh, yeah. after his freshman oh, yeah. year. I mean, he was he, wow it, for today's NFL, where he can get into that back. He is so quick off the ball, and and to me. For the days league, he's pretty he's Aaron Donald. He's that kind of player. Oh yeah, yeah, And he'll help he's gonna be the number one guy along with both. So I'll tell you Rashawn Gary at Michigan, had yep. a super high grade coming out of high school. You got the guys that Todd mentioned, Dexter Lawrence at Clemson, Farrell at Clemson, Brian at Clemson, and Wilkins, Christian Wilkins at Clemson. You also have Raquan Davis at Alabama, the next great Alabama defensive lineman. Uh so it is a very strong group of defensive linemen. I think six of the top ten players right now on the board that I'm putting together would be D Lyman and the only other defense player would be Greedy Williams, a corner out of LSU, and the only three offensive players in the top 10 would be Drew Locke, quarterback Missouri, wide receiver A.J. Brown from Ole Miss, and offensive tackle Greg Little from Ole Miss.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Last week, I spoke to a couple of personnel people, and after we had gone over this upcoming draft that just concluded, I said to them, who's going to be the number one pick in 2019? And two different personnel men came back to me with Nick Bosa, which you guys talked about on the telecast on Sunday, I mentioned as well in a tweet. And as soon as I tweeted that, I wanted to see some of the reactions in the timeline. And everybody seemed to say, Nick Bosa, Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver. Now, I I don't know who's better, Nick Bosa or Ed Oliver. They're
2: both really good.
0: But I can tell you that both those names have gotten an awful lot of attention so far. And it's not a stretch to say that those two guys are considered favorites to be near or at the top of the draft board in 2019 okay we'll be back with more of my conversation with Mel and Todd in just a moment but first I want to tell you about draft with the 2018 draft now in the rearview mirror fantasy football season has begun and if you love fantasy football like I do then you need to try these new best ball leagues on my new favorite app draft you can now pick your favorite new rookies such as Baker Mayfield Saquon Barkley and DJ Moore for the first time and before anybody else it's season long, but with no management. You can just set it and forget it. That's the best part for somebody like me. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. You don't even have to set your lineup. Your best players get automatically selected and you'll get the best score every week. Never worry about injuries again. How cool is that? You can draft anytime you want. Leagues start every couple of minutes so you can join one right now. And the best part? Play for cold hard cash. Leagues start from just $3. Come and join me on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code AS. That's right. Play a real money game for free for using my promo code AS on your first deposit on Draft. Just search draft in the app store or go to draft.com and play free with promo code AS. So give me now a offensive and defensive rookie of the year in the NFL for 2019. And it's not just the best player. Obviously. There are certain guys in certain situations. Last year we saw Alvin Kamara burst onto the scene and seize the world, and the Saints had the offensive and the defensive rookie of the year. Todd, give me an offensive rookie of the year and a defensive rookie of the year, and please do the same thing, Mel.
1: Okay. I'm going to go chalk for the offensive rookie of the year with Saquon Barkley. And yep. Drafting Will Hernandez helps helps that situation because now you've got Nate Solder, you got Will Hernandez, move a couple parts around, and, and I think you have an upgrade in the offensive line. You've got a, a deep weapon that you've got to account for in, in – uh, Odell Beckham and you've got uh, Ingram at the tight end position basically just a, a bulked up wide receiver so I, I think where do you give the attention if you're if you're a defense scheming against this team and I think Saquon Barkley is going to benefit a little bit from that <laughs> defensive side I'm going to go Derwin James for the Chargers the 17th pick surprised that he was there he is a first of all he's a great leader emotional player and he's a physical player, and he—I think he's just going to bring a physical presence to that defense that they need on the back end. They've got a lot of talent up front with Bositz and so on, and now they've—they've they've got their leader in the secondary. And I think in Gus Bradley's scheme, you think of Cam Chancellor. You think of you know the how important that long big safety is that can cover, but also you can bring him up on the weak side, and, and he's impactful versus the run. I, I think that. I think Derwin James is going to have a big year as a rookie.
0: Funny you shouldn't say that, Todd. I was talking to my friend Mike Shanahan this morning. We were Mm -hmm. going over the draft, and the one thing that he talked about was Derwin James, how that guy was a stud and might have been his favorite player in the entire draft. He lasted the entire time to the Los Angeles Chargers. We thought he was going to
1: go 7 to Tampa, and then Tampa trades back to 12 and has a shot at him and doesn't take him at 12. They go with Vita Vea. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I thought thought he was going to be a Buccaneer as well. He wound up with the Chargers, and you and Mike Shanahan are in agreement in terms of the defensive rookie of the year. Mel, who you got there?
2: you know the names in line for offensive rookie there will be Saquon Barkley uh, cuz running backs transition so quickly and and if they draft him ahead of the quarterback they got to think he's going to have an impact like Zeke Elliott did and and certainly Fournette Gurley all the great ones uh so i would say Saquon Barkley if you want other names Anthony Miller, wide receiver Chicago, he said was the most underrated receiver in this draft. He's going to have a great opportunity with the Bears. Nick Chubb running the ball in Cleveland. Uh, whether I think Tyrod Taylor will be the starter. We'll see what Nick Chubb can do. So, but I would go with Saquon Barkley. Defensively, it's tougher. Ty mentioned Derwin James, no question. He is. My guy would probably be one of a couple. And I'll go Roquan Smith, linebacker of oh, Chicago. Like yep. uh, Bradley Chubb, definitely. Minka Fitzpatrick should be an impact player in Miami. And I'll tell you what, Marcus Davenport in New Orleans is going to be the interesting one. Pass rushers normally, if you just say, hey, pin your ears back and go after the quarterback, go point A to point B, he can do it in fast fashion. He's tall, he's he's lengthy, he's got wingspan, he can bat passes down to fat quarterbacks. I might go out on a limb and say Marcus Davenport with the Saints.
0: Well, listen, they don't give up a one in 2019 to the Green Bay Packers. Without loving that guy, mm-hmm. and with all the great players that the Saints drafted last year, you have to believe that their front office knows exactly. Did you think where it
1: was like, him, or did you think it might be Lamar? There,
0: I knew it was Davenport. You that was the guy. That, that was the guy that they loved. Shefty going doesn't the think,
1: folks. Shefty knows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I could tell the way they were talking about him
0: pre-draft. I'm like, oh boy. In fact, we were going over scenarios like where they could get up to, and I right. said, they're going. They're coming up to get Davenport, and they came up, and bam, there it was. They got the guy that they wanted. They loved him. And last year, I remember talking to them, was a lot of similar ideas where they love certain guys and they were all there in all the rounds. They got that, like, they loved Lattimore. They loved Ramchek. They loved Alvin Kamara. They were talking about him before the draft and they wound up getting a whole slew of the guys they loved last year. Okay. So the draft is wrapped up. We've begun to look at 2019. What is next for each of you? What will you now do in your downtime that is much well deserved? You both will have some time here to recoup. Re-energize, refresh yourself. What what is Todd McShay going to do with his downtime, and what is Mel Kiper going to do with his downtime?
1: Go, first of all, go reintroduce myself to my two children. <laughs> 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 yes, I am still your dad. And going? Sure, your
0: wife hasn't left you for somebody <laughs> else their time. <Todd? laughs> <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, a three and a half year old and a two year old. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be busy on the home front. I'm yep. gonna play a little bit of golf. The weather's supposed to turn this week. How's your golf game? Uh, lousy.
0: What, what, what would you shoot if we went out today and played?
1: Today? 86. 80, 88, 90, that, that range. Good. That was pretty good. That was, yeah. It may be a little worse the first couple yeah. of rounds, but um, it doesn't seem to be getting better. Let's, let's put it Sox that And Red Sox games. And then, yeah, I bought a 10, 10 package of 10, uh, 10 games for the Red Sox this year. I want to bring my, my son and my daughter. And D-
0: Do you start the package, like, May 15th on purpose?
1: No, it's all, it's kind of spread out. It's a couple in May, a couple in June. We go away for July, a couple in August, and then maybe, I think in September there's one or two. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that sounds like some nice things. Mel, what do you got going ahead for you?
2: I'm going to
1: be at the Land of Pleasant Living. Do I leave the
2: compound, Todd? <laughs> no, I don't. No, Adam, you know that. Hey, I got he's I, a I, homebody. I, one thing I need to do is get a shellfish allergy test because I've had a reaction to crab cakes like Oof. five years ago. I've had a crab cake in five whoa, whoa, years. Whoa, whoa. And that was my favorite i all not crab cake. I eat crab cakes every day, basically. Well, I started to get a reaction to crab cakes. And I'm going to go get a shellfish allergy test to see if I can, because I'm one of these, if I get a reaction, I'm not eating it. Anything I ever had a problem with, I didn't eat. My whole life, I eliminate everything. Even if I loved it, I would eliminate it. I'm going to go get a shellfish allergy test to check that out. And we will be on the boat, on the kayaks, on the jet ski a lot. Heading over to St. Michael's uh, to see the, you know, Brian Billick, and as a good friend of mine, we'll go on, out over with Brian and Kim, his wife, and hmm. spend time at the Crab club get some steam crabs right out of the the bay, and uh have a lot of fun on the bay this summer. And uh, and try, to, you know, what we need to do, Adam. We all need to regenerate. Yeah, yeah. you can't do this every day. You got to take. Some time away to get that love of the game back. Because Listen to if, this know,
1: advice, Chef. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm trying. A, you need a to a do more than two, Regenerate, Adam. Come back all fired up to get after it again. You can't do it can't all day every day. Out. We need no. you. <laughs> well, Mel, no
0: hydrogenated oils, right, during the never, break? Never, yeah, Okay, I gonna make sure about never, that, project, That never. was maybe the most interesting thing that I heard during the draft coverage, that Mel does eat the pumpkin pie every not day, which we knew, but not
2: the crust, because never it's filled crust. with hydrogenated oils. Exactly. I didn't know that, Mel. I didn't know it either, until a good I friend mean, of mine
1: uh, told this, me about it a long, were, long time ago. you am still eating pumpkin pie. Every hey,
2: day. I, I, I'm on cholesterol <laughs> medication for a reason, Adam, okay?
1: You know, there are certain
0: discoveries that we make with food, like, I will say this i'm a creature of habit right so for years i would have a soy chai latte every day every day wow okay uh-huh. and one day i was meeting my friend jordan at a starbucks and he's connected to starbucks in a roundabout way um and he said here are my order he goes soy and i said what's the issue and he goes the research and development team at starbucks uh, did a lot of work into soy and they said really not good for you i'm like
1: Really? you got yeah. to be kidding me. That's so why everyone, everyone's drinking almond milk now. Yeah, that, really? Exactly. Yeah. So I had to change
0: my drink to almond chai latte, and it just threw me for a loop. It took me a while to get adjusted to it.
2: Not as good. I just wrote that down. I'll pass that along to Kim and Lauren. Yeah, yeah, no almond, hydrogenated almond. oils. Almond, almond milk. No soy. no
1: soy milk. No soy. Yeah, and, Any then other? and then they'll find out in five years that all <laughs> yeah. the milk's bad for you and, and you should be drinking yeah. regular milk and it'll go round and round. Yeah. Well, if you
2: ever get that, I would say to everybody, if you ever get down to the Eastern Shore, stop by the Narrows, you'll, you may find me there. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, the if I get down. Right on Ken Island, a great restaurant right on Kent Island the Narrows. That's where I will be a lot this summer. For the next three months, right, Mel? I'll try as much as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> Once I know I can get back to eating crab cakes again.
0: But for tonight,
2: Mel, the turkey burger with a fried egg on top. I'm just telling hey, you. Hey, you just gave me the... Hey, Adams. The fried egg want a turkey burger or a regular
1: burger. I, I, anything. Took, I took the suggestion a while ago and it, it works. Really? It, 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 it adds it, that that turkey burger there, you know, I'm not I don't want to say anything negative because they feed me 20 like yeah. twenty twenty nights in the month of April. Yep. It can be the turkey burger can be a little dry. The egg adds a little juice to it. That's what yeah, they call that's, that's, mustard well, and mayonnaise for.
0: It'd be good to get a turkey burger somewhere else and get the egg. But I'm just telling you, very underrated. The egg on a burger, any kind it. of burger, anywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. We had. So, we will say this: we had a phenomenal omelet today.
1: Oh, we did at the cafeteria. One here. of the best
2: omelets I've ever had in my life, Adam, at it the really ESPN good. Cafe. Yeah. yes, with green peppers, onions, tomatoes, and cheddar cheese. It was spectacular. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you this right now: during the season when we watch games in the war room. Robin, who works in the cafe and does an outstanding job, she comes in and takes our dinner order, which is a new thing that our boss, Seth Markman, instituted this past year. So our favorite thing is Boomer used to love the meatballs. We'd have platters of meatballs, and Tommy (laughs) liked the hot dogs. So we don't eat that. So this year, it was big breakfast, and so we'd all have me and Seth and the Hasselbacks Omelets for dinner every Sunday. Like night. breakfast What's for dinner. Breakfast yeah. for That's dinner I like, is also like underrated.
1: You feel like you're breaking oh, the rules. It's, Pancakes it's and
2: nice. omelets are and sausage around six seven o'clock at night is oh, ideal. There should be a perfect. There, there should be breakfast for
0: dinner restaurants. I, there are. It's called more Cracker of them. Barrel. They, they we go to Cracker Barrel all the time. For That's Moore's tonight. place. Moore loves Cracker Barrel. All right, man. I really appreciate joining me. Thank you very much. I hope you get some rest. Regards to your wife, Todd. I probably have spoken to her more than you have the last few days.
1: <laughs> we love you, man. You're the best. <laughs> love you
0: care, guys. Great job by you, and we'll be in touch. You got it, Shefty. We'll be back in a moment with Bengals wide receiver, A.J. Green. But first, I want to tell you about ForHims.com. Guys, here's the problem. of men lose their hair by age 35. The thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's already too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than to replace the hair you've lost. So let me ask you, is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards? Are there any bald spots yet? How will you feel a year from now if it's business as usual up there? I ask you, do you want a bald spot to pop up or do you want to do something about it first? Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about it first? Why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing when they can turn to medicine and science? Well, here's the solution. Fordhims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. There are no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. These are prescription solutions backed by science. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits. Save hours by going to fourhims.com. Answer a few quick questions and a doctor will review your case and can write you a prescription. Products are shipped directly to your door. And best of all, my listeners get a trial month of HIMS for just $5 while supplies last. Do it now. See website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or a pharmacy. Go to 4 slash A-S. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash A-S. Forhims.com slash A-S. All right, A.J. Green joins us on behalf of his partner, Rockin' Protein, the great-tasting, high-quality protein drink that A.J. trusts. A.J., I want to ask you this. I was looking over some of the numbers you've accumulated during the course of your career. You've played seven NFL seasons. You've gone to seven Pro Bowls. Have you stopped at all to think about the fact that seven-time Pro Bowl wide receivers, who, by the way, are still entering the prime of their career, are on their way to the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Ever given any thought to Canton at all at this point in your career? You can't even think about that.
3: <laughs> no, I can't think about that right now. Um, it's always been a dream of mine. Um, that's why I play the game to be one of the best. Um which drives me and um, but right now just head down and, and keep playing, so
0: were you aware of the Pro Bowls piling up year after like you don't even know what it's like <laughs> to go through a season and not get voted to the Pro Bowl?
3: <laughs> right, man, I've been blessed, uh you know, to be voted in for the these these first seven years. It's honor. Um Sometimes it's still so surreal. So Some of the coaches always talk about it. And I you know, I just keep my head down, keep playing. Um keep working my butt off and one day I can look back and, 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 and be proud of all my accomplishments.
0: You bring up the word proud. When you look back at the seven years right now, and hopefully we could do that right now. It's May, AJ. What are you most proud of during <laughs> that seven year time period?
3: Um like I said, this is the this is the way you know I play. I play the game. I play the game because I love the game. Um, that's one thing. I gave it I, I gave it my all every Sunday. Um, you know, I have no regrets these last seven years have been you know the best life the best you know, the best time of playing football, even though we didn't go to the playoffs, but you know, I'm having fun. And I always say when I'm not having fun it's, just, it's time it's time to hang it up and, and right now I'm still having fun.
0: Gotta ask you, how many people have reminded you about that on field scrum with Jalen Ramsey this offseason?
3: <laughs> That's where I go. Um, you know, any time that parents I have or um signings I have is always you know, somebody always has that picture <laughs> uh for for me to sign. Um but you know, I, I put I put that on on film so I gotta live with it. So so what, what did happen that day? Uh, you know, just got in, got in the heat in the moment. Um you know just we went talking back and forth and you know, temperature was right. you know, I just got hot and just took off from there.
0: Did you ever have any contact with him after that game at all? Did he call to apologize? You ever call him? Was there any contact between the two of you?
3: No, um, you know, it was nothing off the field. Um you know, it was carrying off no real beef off the field, just you know, two comp- competitors going at it at a high level and you know. It
0: How much attention have you paid to what your team has done this off season? A lot of moves. Some draft picks last week. You made a ton of them: Billy Mm -hmm. Price in round one, Jesse Bates in round two, Sam Hubbard round three, Malik Jefferson round three. What most excites you about the moves that this team has made this off season, AJ?
3: Um, I think the biggest move when we traded traded when we got Cordy and Cordy Cordy went to Georgia with with me. Um, Those were my roommate. We came in together, so you know, I I knew it. Uh, type of player we were getting when we got him, and I think that's you know I'm really excited about him, um, you know, getting back and getting get, getting healthy and, and, and really helping us out on the offensive line. So that's I'm very excited about that one.
0: So you and Cordy roomed together at Georgia?
3: Yeah, That's my roommate. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> it was you know it was quiet. We were both we were both you know um, very quiet guys, um, but we work our butt off. So um, it was fun. That's my guy.
0: What have you told him about what's in store for him this upcoming season?
3: Uh, you know, I didn't really have to tell him about anything, man. Um, like I said, I've been around a guy a long time, and um, I know how he works. I know how he go about the business, and you know, I know how it is around here. So I know he, he was—he's not going to have any problem adjusting.
0: Any chance he'll be living at the Green Household, or you'll be rooming together on the road, <laughs> or during training camp, or anything like that?
3: I don't think he knew that. He, you know, he's been there a long time. He got paid, so um, he, he's run off. He's fine.
0: <laughs> that's right. He did get the long-term extension, did he not, AJ? Right. Yeah, he did. He did. Th- th- those, yeah, Georgia, those Georgia, those guys have gotten paid during the course of their NFL time here.
3: Uh, we we, we, uh, we produce out there, man. We, you know, that's how we do it in, uh, at Georgia. So.
0: And Georgia put out a lot of players this year: Roquan Smith, Isaiah Wynn. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle, which of these guys that you've watched and paid attention to do you think is going to make the biggest mark at the next level?
3: I like all of them, but I really, uh, you know, I love Sonny. Um, you know, his versatility. Um, and him going to New England, that's my pick of the Rookie of the Year this year, so.
0: Whoa, we're picking Sony Michel for Rookie of the Year?
3: <laughs> yep, mark that down.
0: Really? How come?
3: <laughs> because I've I, I seen him play. I've seen him play. I, I know how versatile he is. When um, we had him at Georgia, and put him in a system like New England, where he can be out there running routes in, in the backfield and all those stuff going against linebackers. So that's my that's my pick for the share the year. Ricky, yeah.
0: Well, you know what that means, AJ? That's going to be my pick on all my fantasy football teams this summer. <laughs>
3: that, that's that's, that,
0: that's what that means. I can tell you that right now. <laughs>
3: the
0: this, this secret's out. The other thing I wanted to ask you is this. AJ mm-hmm. McCarron goes from Cincinnati to Buffalo, and Buffalo's got some high hopes for AJ McCarron, and of course Josh Allen, who they trade up to go draft. Mm-hmm. But can you tell the Buffalo fans what kind of quarterback they're going to be getting in AJ McCarron this season?
3: Oh, for AJ, you know I know AJ very well, man. You're gonna get a guy who can compete his butt off. Um, I mean, that's one thing. That's as a guy I've been around for a while, that he competes at everything he does. A guy that's a natural leader. Um, he's gonna give you everything he got. When he's out there,
0: tell me what you've been doing this off season to get ready for the coming season when you shoot to get to your eighth straight Pro Bowl.
3: Um, you know, just more of the same. Um, you know, this, this time, um, I take about two weeks off. Um, doing the doing, I mean, after the season, and then I get back to work. Um, I got my trainer, Mister Curtis. Uh, he's more of a you know rugged guy, you know, hardcore, uh, heavy lifting, heavy everything, and then you know I get my guy from Cincinnati here, Ben. Uh, back here um, coming in April and we we do more of the field work more of the fast twitch stuff um, so I get the best of the, uh, both worlds
0: and what about the rockin' protein?
3: oh yeah my rockin' uh, my rockin' protein is you know my go-to protein um, you know I love it because it's high in protein low in sugar and it tastes great you know for me you know, it has to taste great for me to even drink it um, and it doesn't sit on your stomach like most of the other proteins so you can have a rockin' protein with a meal and not feel all bloated and full so that's why i love it so much
0: hey AJ, I want to thank you very much for taking some time today i hope you enjoy the rest of the off season and continued thank success you. and wishes for seven more pro bowls
3: all right, thank you man
0: so there it is another adam Schefter podcast a great episode thank you very much to mel kuyper jr and todd mcshay who took some time from their very busy schedules to join us we appreciate that Thank you to A.J. Green, the Bengals' excellent Pro Bowl wide receiver. And thank you all for listening. We'll be back with another edition of the Adam Schefter podcast next week. Have a great week, everybody.